So, recently I've been listening, I shouldn't say listening, but uh, I've been watching or reading a lot of Facebook posts and people posting on these uh, sports websites, mainly like the ones I look at are the Philadelphia Eagles or, you know, something interesting uh, or any interested sport that I'm looking at, baseball, football mostly, and a couple of basketball sites, okay? And a lot of the times I hear people talk about They don't want their politics in sports or they don't want any politics in sports. And it kind of made me think a little bit because I find that statement to be kind of ironic, first and foremost. And second most, it's kind of I don't I don't know how to go about it, but it's kind of like a fallacy. okay? Uh, illogical fallacy, I believe. okay? because it just doesn't seem right a little bit like all the facts are there. Yeah, you don't want politics in your sports. Yeah, you don't want like the outside world to mingle into what's going on in the professional field, right? And it makes all makes sense and everything. But the problem is, is that sports and politics are too well intermixed for it to not be there. Okay, so what do I mean by this? Politics and sports have always been hand in hand. Okay, the biggest one that we could all sit here and think about. And honestly, it's like the most uh, fourth most the foremost thought about example that you can come up with is Jackie Robinson. Right. When Jackie Robinson came into baseball, he integrated baseball. Okay, pretty much black folks was not allowed in the major leagues. Jackie Robinson came in and he changed all that. Okay. now when you think about it, that is politics mixing with sports in the nth degree level, right? Because it's the utmost example that you can give of politics and sports intertwining with each other, okay? If you go back a little bit further, you can think of uh, Jim Thorpe and sports, okay? Because um, Jim Thorpe was his Native American who played, who was an outstanding football player. I forget what schools he played for, but uh, outstanding football player. There's a Jim Thorpe Award for the best secondary in college football named after him, Okay. So outstanding football player, Native American. And then he went to the Olympics and won gold medals there. I think it was, uh, what events he played in. Because like I said, I'm just doing this off the cuff, right? I'm not trying to like be super factual about things. I'm just giving you a dumbed down version <laughs> of how sports and politics do intertwine with each other. Because that statement really does bother me a little bit. Like I hate when people say, I hate when politics mix with sports. Okay, but Jim Thorpe, uh, Jim Thorpe, won multiple gold medals while being discriminated against as an uh, as a Native American, and uh, so much so that when he went to the Olympics, people like actually took his track shoes from him. Okay, homeboy had to go dig through the trash to find two pairs of cleats to like they didn't even match, and I don't even think they were the right size. To be honest with you, there was like a size too big and a size too small or something like that, and still went out there and kicked everybody's ass. Okay, he went and got gold medals. <laughs> okay, so he went in out there and he proved the point. And then he used that platform to talk about the issues that were important to him, which is Native American issues in the Americas. Okay, Jesse Owens 
in the 1930s Olympics or 1940s Olympics, during the time of World War II, essentially, right? Where uh, Hitler was doing his thing. And I know he's like, like that's the name that shall not be spoken. It's like Voldemort or some shit, but still, whatever, right? You can't erase history like that. But Hitler was doing his thing in World War II, like, you know, fucking shit up, saying, you know, the Aryan race is the superior race. And then here comes Jesse Owens, an African-American from... Uh, the Americas, right? The United States of America comes to the Olympics and just trashes everybody <laughs> in the 100, 200 and some other events. I forget what else it is. But uh, yeah, he went out there and he whooped ass all while displaying the black uh, the black uh, power fist, right? On the podiums, right? So he was fighting racial injustice in America. He went overseas and he still kicked ass, came back to America and was still discriminated against, okay? So how is it that we cannot have politics and sports intertwine with each other when politics and sports have been in bed with each other since the beginning of time, okay? Like, even if you go back to the first civilization in ancient Egypt, sport was a way for people to escape the bullshit realities of their situation, right? And even then, the politics of the Egyptian empire was still embedded in sports because sometimes the events were rigged, okay? If the fan favorite didn't win, that Negro died, <laughs> They killed him, okay? And then you could even go back to the Roman uh, times as well, the gladiators, okay? Like, that is more akin to current modern-day America than any other history, I could say. But the gladiators, man, they fought for their freedoms. They were slaves, okay? They were people that were captured in wars and brought in as slaves to fight for their freedoms. If they won... Well, the game was rigged against them. They had to win another one and another one and another one and another one. And then eventually, they become such a crowd favorite that they had to be released at some point. And if they lost, well, you know, they lost their lives. Okay? And then the, pol the politics in the Roman Empire was so ingrained in the gladiatorial matches is that emperors were uh, viewed as positive or negative depending on how the gladiatorial games they threw went. <laughs> that's how embedded the politics and sports was back then in the Roman times that if the emperor or the Caesar right didn't uh, is it Caesar I'm not sure but if the emperor didn't throw a good gladiatorial games and the crowd viewed that emperor in a negative light that person lost their re-election bid now if that emperor threw a good gladiatorial match and the crowd was amazed they had fun they were jamming they had a grand old time right then that emperor got reelected almost unanimously. So yeah, politics and sports have been in bed for the longest times. So when you say, I don't want politics in my sports, eh, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like you're talking out of ignorance, first and foremost, and second most, you're wishful thinking, okay, to be nice about it. You're wishful thinking. You wish politics wasn't in your sports, but they are. And the problem is, is that Instead of saying, I don't want my politics in my sports, you should be asking yourself, how can I make sports more fun without politics? Okay. Even in today's time, man, it's like, if you look at it, like how many times have NFL franchises moved from city to city all because of the politics that was going on in the background of that town or that city or that state? Okay. Prime example. And it's the most recent example I can think of the St. Louis Rams. Well, the Los Angeles Rams, formerly known as <laughs> the St. Louis Rams, right? 
They're the Los Angeles Rams now. Why did they leave St. Louis? They had a very strong fan base. They had a very loyal fan base. And they wasn't like they weren't losing any revenues or anything like that. You know why they left? Off the top of my head, from what I can remember, they the owner wanted to build a new stadium, right? And the mayor or the governor or whomever that senator person who was ever in charge of doing the zoning laws and whatnot did not want to allocate any of the taxpayers' money to pay for that stadium, right? And so the owner got pissed and threatened to move his team to Los Angeles if they did not get the taxpayer money to pay to rebuild or to build a brand new stadium. Think about that. The St. Louis Rams owner threatened to leave St. Louis, a very dedicated fan, fan base to that franchise. For years, they've been dedicated to that team. Years, decades. He literally packed his shit up and left because the taxpayer's money was not going towards building his new stadium. Now, mind you, this mofo is a billionaire, okay? This dude has billions of dollars because, let's face it, he owns the fucking Rams. Billions of dollars in his pockets or his assets is worth billions of dollars. Instead of selling off some of his assets to pay for the stadium upgrades himself, he opts to ask for the taxpayers to use their money to pay for the upgrades or the rebuilding of the new stadium. Now, to do this, he had to go lobby for senators, governors, uh, congressmen, and women uh, to do his bidding to pass some legislative laws to kind of like help a brother out kind of deal, right? But that didn't happen. It did not happen at all. It didn't, well, it didn't happen the way he wanted it to. And it didn't happen soon enough the, uh, or as quickly as he wanted it to. So he got mad. He packed his shit up and he left. He went to Los Angeles, which is a horrible move in my opinion. But hey, I mean, Los Angeles is a big state, right? And you can tap into some markets there. It's very lucrative, right? But at the same time, you had that loyal base in St. Louis. And now St. Louis is ass out of a football team and Los Angeles Rams <laughs> barely could fill their stadiums up. I mean, they're not the Los Angeles Chargers, which is the weirdest thing to say, right? Because San Diego is even another one that went through that bullshit too. They wanted money to build a new stadium and San Diego was like, nah, fam, we can't give you tax dollars to do this. So that owner said, fuck y'all, up and left as well. Now, that was the dumbest move for them because... You're going to Los Angeles, man. Like, the market for a sports team there is very saturated. So, they left. And that was politics and sports right there. And that's the latest I can also think about. But, well, not the, not the latest, but uh, recent news, right? But the latest I can definitely think about. And that's probably more forefront to what's going on pandemically and globally and whatnot, right? Is this COVID-19 situation. Baseball was trying its damnedest to have a season. Amidst the pandemic, baseball didn't give a damn about the pandemic. <laughs> they were like, okay, how can we have a season? Because we're set to lose billions of fucking dollars if we don't have a baseball season. How are we going to pay, pay our players if we don't have a season? That was the biggest talk of the month of March and April, right? How March, April, and June, I should say, right? How are we going to have a baseball season? How is MLB going to move forward into having a season? NBA followed suit, right? NBA had to cut their season short because the pandemic was happening. And then they trying to figure out how are we going to rebound and finish off the season because we need an NBA championship because they're set to lose revenue as well. So amongst a pan amidst a pandemic, we have two sports franchises, MLB and the NBA, fighting and vying for power on how they're going to return to playing sports. 
NHL followed suit. They created the bubble. NBA was like, hey, that's a good idea. They also created the bubble. MLB was just like, nah, we're going to do things differently. <laughs> MLB was just like, yeah, we're just going to do whatever. And look at the Florida Marlins, man. They, ugh. Okay, it's just a mess over there. Now, I'm not no sports commentator. I'm not on the inside on anything like that. But just reading the reports and everything, man, they fucked up. Okay? So everybody was in a rush to get back to playing sports. Why? That's what you have to ask yourself. Why? Why was everybody rushing to get back? Because everybody missed sports? It's a possibility. We were on lockdown for about, what, two, three months? We had no sports for longer than that since February, essentially. Right? So why are people rushing back to get to sports? Because for most people, sports is all they have. And unfortunately, the politics comes into your sports. And you have to take it with a grain that you have to take it with that grain of salt. Now, another famous line that I've heard people say is that. I'm done with the NFL, or I'm done with the MLB, or I'm done with the NBA if they continue to do this. And mostly it's because of the kneeling of the you know national anthem or the protest that's going on right now. Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. If I'm going to be realistic, no lives matter, <laughs> right? All these protests and everything is going around, and people are getting their panties in a bunch. It's like, why won't these athletes just stop? You're making millions of dollars, and why won't you just shut up and play your sport? That's a very educated saying right there, right? Shut up and play your sports. It's like that, uh, what's that white bitch uh, on Fox News? Uh, what's her fucking name? She told LeBron to shut up and dribble. Mm, Laura Ingram, there we go. Okay? It was like her telling LeBron James, a wealthy, successful African-American from the projects of Cleveland, Ohio. Akron, Ohio, my bad. Took Cleveland to a championship. No... Think about that for a minute. Think about that. Let's seriously, let's pause it for a minute and think about this. LeBron James took Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers. He took them to an NBA championship and won. And he's been there eight years in a row. He's been to an uh, NBA championship. And this bitch had the audacity to tell this man to shut up and dribble when he spoke about social justice issues. Yeah. LeBron James pretty much was voicing his opinions about the treatment of his fellow brothers and sisters and how they're being gunned down by police with no repercussions and yada, yada, yada. I don't care where you fall along the line. Another human being lost their lives for no necessary reason, right? So we could agree on that at least. But then this lady, anchor lady on Fox News, told him to shut up and dribble, which is akin to, hey, man, your job is to play basketball and entertain me. Not talk about politics. And yet, you don't want your politics and sports intermixing. Then don't have politics talk about sports. And don't have dumb shit going on in the world that the athletes have to use their platforms to give voice to the voiceless. See what I'm saying? So it's it's a mess, man. It's a mess. And people are always threatening, I'm going to boycott this to bring it back to the point of what I started with. Is that people always want to threaten to boycott a sport. Fine. You can boycott it, but I'm telling you one thing, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, hockey, golf, they're not going anywhere. They're a multi-billion dollar industry, bro. 
You're a one man working a, like a what a minimum wage job. I'm gonna assume <laughs> sitting on your couch, arm uh, armchair quarterbacking. In the case of Lauren Ingram, she's a multi millionaire bitch trying you know gets to sit on TV and talk shit about people. That's a cushy job in itself. Telling other people how to do their things and talking about I'm gonna boycott this. You're not gonna do shit, bro. The moment sports comes back on, your ass is in front of the TV, flipping through the channels. Click, 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 sports. Oh, here we go. Sit there zombie-like because you want to forget about the shitty job you're working for a good solid three and a half hours or so. Okay? So spare me with that bullshit that I'm going to boycott the NFL or I stop watching the NFL. Good for you. Clap, clap. All right? Nobody gives a damn. Sports is going to continue to go on. Why? Because sports is the bloodline of us. Sports is the bloodline of the human nature. Why? I have a theory. Because sports offers the most balanced competitive advantage ever. Right? Because we all dream of a utopian society. We do. Let's let's be honest. Everybody dreams of a society where everybody's treated fairly and nicely and equally. Okay? We all have that luxurious dreams, right? Where we all have assets, we all have money, we all have a place to stay. We all have everything we ever want. And everybody else is not an asshole. That's essentially what the American dream is. To have everything we want and to not live amongst assholes. But you know what? Sports is the closest thing you're ever going to get to that. Because it's a level playing field. Idealistically, it's the most perfect situation ever. It's a level playing field. Everybody starts at this end. And if you have the talent, you have the means, you have the drive, and you have the will, you can become successful. You can make it to the professional level. You can make your millions of dollars, and then you can retire what everybody believes to be a happy ending. But realistically, no professional athlete retires happy or healthy. Okay? They sacrifice years of their body to do their thing at the highest of levels. And man, when they retire, shit breaks down fast. You don't believe me? Look at your local football players that's retired, okay? Look at their age. A lot of these cats are young now. Luke Keekley just retired. That brother is, what, 28, 29 years old? Or even younger than that. He is no older than 30. Brother just retired. Why? Too many goddamn concussions in his life. Yeah, sure, he made millions of dollars. He's, you know, sitting pretty good. But that man is going to be fighting medical bills out the wazoo in the next 5 to 10 years because of his concussions. Okay, so spare me that BS that I'm going to boycott the NFL. Or I'm going to boycott this sport because they keep doing politics. Who cares, man? <laughs> Seriously, you're not that important. Jim Bob from Oklahoma. All right. Kellyanne from Norway, uh, Akron, Ohio, whatever the fuck. I don't care. Y'all not that important. You're not the only motherfuckers in the Americas or the world for, for that matter. Okay, that's 331 million people in America. United States of America has 331, 332 million plus people. And football has been rapidly increasing in popularity over the last five years or so. Okay, it's almost surpassing baseball. I think it has surpassed baseball as the American pastime. So you in, you know, province, North Carolina or whatever, saying that you don't want to watch the NFL no more is no big deal because there's what? 330-some-odd million people still want to watch that goddamn sports. <laughs> All right? That's just assuming everybody does watch sports, but you get the drift, okay? That's hyperbole speak, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Be adults here. But yeah, politics and sports goes hand in hand, man. 
I can ramble about this thing all day, every day, because this is the type of thing that drives me nuts. That and the NCAA, like people saying that these kids get a free ride to college tuition to pay for their uh, schooling. They should be happy to be there for free. They should not be getting paid. Like, no, 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 fam. That's a whole nother issue, though. I don't want to bring it. I bring it up, but, you know, it's a whole nother issue that we have to attack one day. But I hate when people use that kind of logic. It's like, bro, you got to be smarter than this. And then I realize, oh, nobody is that smart. Quote from George Carlin is, Imagine the average person, how stupid the average person is. Now there's people even stupider than that. I love that quote, by the way, by George Carlin. He's one of my favorite comedians ever, you know? So it it amazes me that people want to always bitch and, dry, uh, bitch and dribble about sports and politics and whatnot. And here in West Virginia, I've been seeing a lot of people saying the same shit. And it's like, bruh. Politics and sports here are intertwined way more than what you think. The Friends of Cole, man, like, that's that's not a friend of nobody. <laughs> the, I love that name, though. It's so ironic. The Friends of Cole. I and mean, coal companies here in West Virginia have been screwing the workers over for the past decade and a half. Except the election years, right? Because every election year, they come back and they do really well in the coal mines. And everybody's like, oh, shit, coal's back. Okay. And then as soon as the election's over, the shit hits the tank and then people are laid off by the dozens and the hundreds and then everybody's bitching and complaining. What happened to our jobs? Well, you keep voting for the same asshole that comes in here and robs your shit. And then you go root for the Mountaineers on Saturdays. Politics and sports again intermixing because Friends of Cole sponsors the WB football team. And there you go. So sports and politics are always going to be in bed with each other, man, because that's where the money is. You really want politics out of sports? Don't pay your athletes. Don't pay your athletes? You don't have sports. So there's no, it's a lose-lose situation. So, bruh, shut the fuck up. We're always going to have politics in sports. You don't like it? Don't live on this earth. I don't know, move to Mars or something. Find a sport that doesn't have politics. And good luck, because every sport has politics in it. All right? So everybody has an opinion. As long as human beings has an opinion, those opinions are going to be injected almost anywhere you go. And that's the sad, honest truth. And I'm not trying to say this to be like, you know, demeaning to anybody. Although my whole rant was kind of demeaning, but I don't care. I, I digress, though. I'm just not trying. I'm just tired of people being stupid. I really am. I, I'm getting it's frustrating me it's to the point where it's just like, is there any common sense left in anybody? And sadly, I don't know. I really don't. I'm seeing people argue over the dumbest shit. I'm seeing fights happen over the dumbest shit. And now, you know, people are using sports as this propaganda crap. And I'm like, no, 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 fam. Look here. This is the cold-hearted truth, okay? Sports is, always has politics, okay? UFC. Like, <laughs> I hate to say the fights are fixed, but, man, if those fights, if they go to a draw and it's the judge's decision, oof, good luck. <laughs> good luck, okay? Because it's going to be the favorite hometown that's going to win every time. I don't care what UFC card. You can go through every UFC card, okay? I have a theory. If you go through every UFC card that ever fought, it's always the fan favorite that wins that card if it goes to a judge's decision. Always the fan favorite. Few times it goes the other way because, you know, they need to spice things up a little bit. But most of the time, if it ends in like a draw in the cage and it comes down to a judge's decision, the favorite, the fan favorite is almost always going to win. Almost always. I would say that with a 97% accuracy or confidence rating. 
So politics and sports is always going to be in bed with each other. They're always going to be part of the things that you, you, you I don't know. I'm losing my mind here because I'm getting frustrated thinking about it. Politics and sports is always going to be integrated, folks. There's no way around it. As, as long as the importance of money is around, politics and sports are always going to be in bed with each other. And I, I, have, I keep repeating that because it's true. Okay, I know I'm saying it ad nauseum, but I have to drive that point home. Politics and sports are always going to be in bed with each other. No matter what you try to do, what you say, they're going to be together. Because it's a multi-billion dollar industry, bro. Multi-billions. Billions. I'm talking about Jeff Bezos type billions, bro. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. So, <laughs> get your head out your ass, all right? Nobody gives a fuck if you want to watch sports or not. Because somebody else is going to. Because we're all living in this shitty reality where we're feeling powerless and we need to escape. And those three and a half hours of grown folks dribbling a basketball or throwing a ball around, catching the ball, and we get to cheer for it for a minute, we're going to relive that moment. We're going to live in that moment. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to savor it because that's our little piece of heaven. I hate to say it. I hate to break it down for you folks, but sports ain't going nowhere, bro. Okay? I guarantee you. And I, I can say this with the utmost confidence as well. If the world or society or civilization were to ever collapse, and I mean ever collapse, we've fallen into this apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, whatever future, right? I guarantee you the first thing people will create is sports. Because at that point, it's Darwinism. And always, always in Darwinism, Darwinism the strongest survives. And sports... Weeds out the weakness. So, there you have it, folks. That's my opinion on that. Thanks for listening. I'm your boy, Vladimir Jean-Philippe, and this is Guys of the Roundtable. If you like what you hear, like and share this on Facebook because it would help me out and it'll, you know, garner some attention or whatever. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at GOTR Podcast. Like and share this on uh, Instagram as well. On Our Instagram handle is at GOTR Podcast. Facebook is facebook.com slash guys at a round table. Email guys at a round table at gmail.com. All right. So I appreciate y'all listening to me ramble because I'm going to be reinventing a lot, man, because it's <laughs> society starting to become a little dumber and dumber and it's starting to scare me a little bit. So I got to vent to kind of, you know, keep my sanity going. All right. So I've got a project working on. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to release it, but I got something in the works. So I'll let y'all know when it's closer to being completed and whatnot. So thanks for rocking out with your boy. I appreciate y'all. This is Vlad, guys at the round table. And remember, as much as I vent and I rant, I do love y'all. Peace.